Welcome to City of Thomasville Spotlight, a weekly show dedicated to providing the community with the latest news and happenings about the City of Thomasville. We will discuss everything from city business, to events, to daily operations, to public safety. Here's your host, Chris Hurst. WPAX Local News Director Chris Hurst here. Hard to believe, but it is episode number 16 of the City of Thomasville Spotlight. And every single episode has been truly exciting here on WPAX, but this one is truly special. So when I found out who my guest was for today, I did a little decorating. My name is Robert Petty. I'm the airport manager for the city of Thomasville at the Thomasville Regional Airport. And I grew up in Central Florida and did some aviation-related activities down there, and I had the opportunity to move up this way and started working for the city in 2014. have been there for about seven years, airport manager for six. And I believe you worked for quite some time with Mike Woodham, I want to say. Yeah, that's correct. He, he was the airport manager before me, and he was there about 10 years and really developed the airport. Mike was a mentor to me while I was there, and I, just incredible things to say about him. He's a great history buff, and probably talk about the history of that airport is just phenomenal. So glad to have you here today. And, and you and I, we've already talked a little bit before we got started here. So when I visited the Thomasville Regional Airport years ago, I had the opportunity to fly high above Thomas County in a B-17, a flying fortress. And with that in mind, I know that there are a lot of historical features concerning the Thomasville Regional Airport. Oh, absolutely. Originally, it started in 1943 when they stood up the base. It was originally a auxiliary field for the Dale Mayberry Airfield out of Tallahassee. It was going to be a, an attack base flying P-47s. But as the base was developed, the mission requirements changed and they needed reconnaissance pilots. So they flew in planes, P-39 Air Cobras from Fort Myers and stood up the base in March of 1943. And it was a reconnaissance training base for pilots. And then as time went on, the requirements again changed. They needed fighter pilots, so they brought in P-40s, P-40 Warhawks, Flying Tigers. And then the fighter mission continued on with P-51s there at the airport, which is P-51 Mustang, considered one of the best airplanes in World War II. So what a rich history dating back all the way to the early 40s, and it's amazing, mind-boggling almost to me, how much transformation has took place out there since the early 40s. It's amazing. It's more on the side of the, the infrastructure that's out there, but the runways, believe it or not, the same orientation. The ramp is actually the same concrete. You can walk around and find recessed eye bolts where all the fighters were tied down out there on the ramp. So it really has a heritage to it that still stands today. In fact, we have one of only two bunkers in the state. They actually call them target butts. They were designed where you could set up an airplane and fire the weapons into the bunker and harmonize the weapons so that the bullet streams converge about 1,000 feet in front of the airplane. And so that's still out there. You can see pock marks around the building where some of them actually made it through the big, large pieces of wood that wow. uh, absorbed it. And one of the interesting things that we found out there just recently, people didn't know what it was. It was these large concrete pillars. Somebody said that there was an airplane on top of it, and they thought it was a gate guard or it might have been used for maintenance. But as we did more research into it, we found out that it was a captive air flight simulator. And a woman by the name of Mary Feck, who was one of the few aeronautical engineering women in the country, designed this because these were single-seat fighters. They didn't have two-seat trainers for these airplanes. So what they did was they put them up on top of concrete pillars and then secured the aircraft. The instructor sat in a small cab next to the airplane. The pilot got in it, started it up, operated it like you would normally do in flight. It's kind of a unique piece of history that we have there that you can't find. And we've looked all over the country for another captive air flight simulator for a P-51 Mustang. And we have it here at Thomasville. 
to me, that's just another example of Thomasville just being a special place. You mentioned the runways. How many runways are out there at the Thomasville Regional Airport? Four runways designated by magnetic headings, and so there's 422 and 1432. So there are two strips. One's uh, 5,000 feet long, and the other one we just added an extension and made it 6,000 feet. But the orientations are the same as it was in World War II. And so we are actually getting ready to do some projects that might change that orientation a little bit, but still it will have the basic layout as it did in World War II. There have already been some construction projects that have improved our airport. There has been. There's been a number of projects, lighting projects, repaving projects. The big thing is the extension of the runway, which we just completed a few years ago. The magic number is about 6,000 feet. A lot of pilots that fly into the airport say that if it's raining conditions and wet runways, they wouldn't be able to land at Thomasville Airport. So that extra 500 foot went a long way in order to secure some of those airplanes here. We did some hangar development projects. When I first started here, I was involved in the development of a 30,000 square foot facility, which has three hangar bays, 100 by 100 foot bays with 90 foot doors and 35 foot ceilings that we can house some of the mid-sized to small or large corporate aircraft. And that includes Gulfstream G450s, Falcon Jets, Right now, we got a longitude, citation longitude, and latitude there, and a challenger. So we got quite a a lot of heavy iron there on the airport that we're able to support. The recent runway extension, did that allow for larger aircraft to be able to more comfortably come here and end out of Thomasville? Yeah, we've actually had some pretty large aircraft that we don't typically support. The runway bearing capacity of the runway is around 70,000 pounds. We've had some planes come in with a waiver a little bit over that. Typically, we're not trying to get in larger airplanes, let's say like a Boeing 737, but for all the large-scale corporate aircraft, we can support every one of them. And we routinely have a Global Express that flies in, which is the largest Bombardier product that they develop. We've got the new Gulfstream G650s that have come in. So the largest corporate aircraft we can support. And that runway extension allowed us to actually to provide them with more fuel so that they won't have to stop en route to their destination. So that helps us in order to sell fuel and it helps them to get where they need to go. We call that a win-win here on the city of Thomasville Spotlight. (laughs) Well, you mentioned some construction projects, I believe, planned in the future. Yeah, we just completed just this last year an apron project that was a safety-related issue. Essentially, the FAA comes out with these topics and say, hey, you can't have direct access to a runway from an apron. And so they made us move one of the taxiways over so you couldn't actually taxi immediately onto the runway. Another safety issue, which is the one that's coming up, is a line of sight issue. If you're actually standing at one end of the runway and you're looking down at the other end, you can't see somebody standing there at the other end. You can see an airplane, but if it's a small airplane, it becomes a challenge. So the FAA has gone around. It's an issue for the FAA, and they said, hey, we want to try to raise the elevation of some of these runways so that we can actually see other traffic on the other end, particularly airports that don't have an operating control tower that would direct you and let you know whether or not there's somebody there. So that's the project that's coming up. We'll be doing that in the next couple of years. Another one is a lighting project on the airport. We're going to do most of the lighting again. One of the biggest projects that I'm personally interested in and that we probably get the most customer support for is a new apron program for hangar development. We call it the Southwest Quadrant Development That project, we've gotten the authorization to go and move forward ahead with that from the state, and that will help us to relieve some of the congestion in the hangars currently and also offer the opportunity to bring in new business that could utilize those hangars. And we do have a waiting list of corporate jets and others that would like to come in and base here in Thomasville. 
it sounds like more fuel cells in the future for sure. We hope so. That's the lifeblood of any airport. That's right. Speaking of that lifeblood of the Thomasville Regional Airport, I think our listeners will be surprised about the high volume of planes that come and go from the Thomasville Regional Airport. Yeah, we do about 12,500 movements a year. Our peak season is between and during quail season during between November and February with January as the, uh, the most active month. And we consider movements a takeoff or a landing. So that's quite a bit of traffic, especially in this region of the country or region of the state, the state level and the Georgia Department of Transportation Aviation Branch and Thomasville is kind of a jewel in the southwest area of, of Georgia, and they really are interested in supporting Thomasville in its development and growth. They're willing to provide us with some funds for that southwest development area. You mentioned quail season, and I can only imagine that quail season will sometimes bring some celebrities through the Thomasville Regional Airport. Yeah, that's right. They usually leave Plainside. They have an entourage that comes out from the plantations, picks them up, and takes them off to the plantations. Sometimes I'll have to go out there and help, especially during the peak time, to throw bags. And I was surprised one day a Falcon jet came in and the cargo door on the backside was opened up and some folks were handing down luggage to me. And I looked up and there was George Strait standing there. I was putting luggage in the back of their vehicle and inside the cargo hole, which is accessible from the cabin, was his wife handing baggage down to me. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, we've had, because of the movie industry, recognizing Thomasville, we've had Megan Fox come through the airport, Machine Gun Kelly. We have a number of football celebrities, Elon Peyton Manning, uh, Herschel Walker has been in there. Donald Trump Jr. has been through the airport. So we've seen a variety of different folks over the years. Back in October, for local news purposes, I had the opportunity to interview Fordson Rumble concerning the 53rd annual Thomasville fly-in, and I am told it was just an overwhelming success. Absolutely. You know, with all that's going on in the world, we were concerned about, you know, activities and things, but they went overboard to try to make a safe event as possible. Of course, that's what we're all about, is safety at the airport. We were very pleased to see the number of people that did turn out. So we'll do everything we can to support the general aviation community, particularly mm-hmm. the small general aviation group. Can you remember maybe just a ballpark number of how many planes it was that flew into this year's fly-in? I believe it was rather impressive. I think this year was around 150, I believe. But like I said, considering all that's going on, I think that was pretty remarkable. Weather is also a big factor in that event. So it was a good turnout. Very good. And, of course, the candy drops is always one of the biggest Absolutely. (laughs) I can't show up specifically for that event. And to me, I know I mentioned earlier about just Thomasville being a special place. And, again, to me, just the best place to live, work, and play. Where else can you see candy falling from the sky? (laughs) It's a dream come true for a lot of folks. So so if there's a pilot out there listening, is there a number that they can call? Yeah, absolutely. They can call the main number which is the 229-225-4313 number. Robert, I knew without a doubt that I was going to enjoy talking with you today and showing you my, my photo that. collection <laughs> and all that. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, this, that's remarkable. I, uh, those are awesome airplanes you got up there. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, and vice versa. Come out to the airport. We have the museum across the street that has a number of aviation engines in it. There's also two biplanes. Power of the Pass is the name of the museum. Come on out. We'll open it up for you. If you want to take a tour of the airport, see some of the things that we have, the bunker and the captive air flight simulator, we'll get you out there and let you take a look at them if you're interested. Walk around the airport. Take a look at the history. You've been listening to City of Thomasville Spotlight. The show is produced by Sherry Kane, Chris Hurst, and Ricky Zambrano. 
To learn more about the city of Thomasville, visit thomasville.org or follow us on Facebook. Thank you for listening.